We'll talk Ben Simmons All-Stars rejection, uh, Aussie Appreciation Night over in the States in the NBA, plus a couple of digitally exclusive videos on our site. It's Wednesday, the 24th of January. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Welcome in to The Splash. As I mentioned, some NBA, some Ben Simmons to talk about in a moment. We've got Olga Norlich of the Fox Sports Australia online basketball team. Welcome, Olgan. Thank you, Phil. I like this song so much. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard it. This is really cool. Nice, nice. And Nathan Ryan of the NRL team, um, who has a video, who published a video on site today of him taking part at training up at the Newcastle Knights, getting absolutely flogged by the looks of it. Welcome in, Nathan. <laughs> it was a tough day at the office, Phil, it, it really was. And further to Olgan's point, how good is this voiceover? <laughs> like the splash is just so legit now. I, I, I could be on every week just to listen to the voiceover. Oh, that's, that's I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, boys, I came back, back in 2017, uh, 2018 sorry, with uh, uh, renewed motivation and bright energy ideas. and bright ideas. Hit and, the ground running. I like it. Yeah, and here's my idea for today. Get two men in the room that... Uh, that both have exclusive uh, video footage going on to the Fox Sports website, Nath, today, and we'll talk about that, that in the, in a moment. And Olgan, next week, uh, when he was over in the States um, over the Christmas period, he chatted one-on-one, did some one-on-one with Aussie's Ben Simmons um, and obviously plenty of newsy uh, lines about Simmons at the moment as well, which we'll talk about a bit later. But you had a, a, a quick chat to... Uh, to Ben, how was that? Oh, it was it was remarkable. It was no, it, I got Ben kind of untethered. Um, mm. You know, he was really generous with his time and with you know his feelings and information. And so I think we really got a, a good substantive quality piece. And there's a lot of content in there, and um, you know a lot of news that I hope everyone will be kind of excited about this it's wide ranging there's there's a lot in there so stay tuned next week we're, we're dropping that how, nice. how cool was was that for you like you you went over to the states a bit of a working holiday able to you know combine a, a bit of travel with with your passion but to sit down with someone like ben simmons like that that's a massive get yeah i was i was fortunate to get it for me i i started my career covering high school basketball so ben was the second person, the second player I ever covered, Dante Exum was the first. So technically, I've been covering Ben Simmons since he was in like year nine, year ten. Yeah. So this is essentially like a four-year get for me. I've yeah. been preparing for this interview for four <laughs> years. And it, it, I just got lucky that Ben Simmons turned out to be Ben Simmons, the mm. probable rookie of the year, the you know, eventual superstar player that he is. And so for me to go over there and, and see him again, because I've known him for a long time and his family, um, it was it was a really cool moment and it was... Kind of, my, it was my career kind of encapsulated into one moment, um, but also understanding what it was. It was the probable rookie of the year. It's the first Australian exclusive with Ben, and um, you know I'm, I'm very proud that I got it. And you know I'm, I hope we can get a good quality piece out. Talk us through the uh, uh, the actual process itself. Where did you meet? Uh, was it you know on a on a couch, sit down sort of thing? Yeah. So it was 
It was at the um, a boardroom of a, an undisclosed hotel. We've been told we're not allowed to name that hotel. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> in a boardroom. That sounds very uh, almost a little bit too formal. It, 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 the initial idea was for Ben and I to go have a meal somewhere. That was something he agreed with. But I went during a time where they were playing a lot of games, and so it was a bit tough for them to, to get out and to go somewhere public, especially in Philadelphia. Um, so we just decided to go to a hotel nearby his place, uh, it was in the Benjamin room, which was uh, you know a really a, a cool little factor that we added in there. But nice. um, it was just Ben and I in a room. Some of his family was near him, and we had the, the the camera people that we got to do this Pato Media, the two Australians, and so we made Ben feel really comfortable. We ordered hot chocolates, and we we made a really casual chat, which I don't think we get too much of with athletes, and yeah. that's something I wanted to bring, especially for my first feature with Ben. And particularly Ben, he can be someone seen as almost a little bit closed compared to the norm yep. in the NBA. They these superstars who are not short on self confidence, and um, it will just that they've uh, got this uh, great sort of agreement almost within one another as well that if there's something they want to talk about whether it's political or whatever they're not afraid to whereas with Ben I feel like he hasn't necessarily opened up too much yet yeah he's been in the spotlight for so long that he he's necessarily had to become media trained otherwise the stories that could be released on him would you know be crazy um, and so that's something that he's always been very aware of he, he knows what he's saying uh, that's why I wanted it to be a really casual situation, so I could get the realest Ben Simmons as possible, uh, and I think that is what we got. I think it's cool as well that because you guys have essentially come through together, that he hasn't forgot his roots. Like he, he would have remembered you reporting on him as a year nine player on the up, and yeah, you know, it's cool that you can you can rise together, but you haven't forgot where you came from, and and you look after each other. Like that, I think it says a lot about a player and, and a person that, you know, you don't forget your roots. For sure. And when I thought back, I, I was thinking, where did I first meet Ben and what was my first interview with him? Yeah. My first interview with Ben was over Facebook. He he How Facebook good. he Facebook yeah. messaged me some quotes. Not MySpace? So was no. Facebook, Facebook was around? <laughs> I don't think Ben was... That's the era ben. we're living in. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, he Facebook messaged me the first ever quotes that he ever gave me. Cool. Uh, and then I met him in Chicago while I was living in Chicago. And then so, he became Snapchat friends. <laughs> we no, I don't. I have him on Snapchat. He doesn't have me on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not there yet. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's the way I saw it. We kind of we grew up essentially together in the industry, and so yeah. that's why I was you know extra um, you know proud and fortunate that they said yes, you can have the exclusive because um, it is weird because I've known him for so long. It is a bit odd saying, "Hey, can I have this interview?" You know, mixing business with you know the actually knowing Ben as a person for so long it was. A little bit weird initially, but you know we've we found the line, and um, you know I think we've treaded it really well, and hopefully you can see you know us just interact with each other as two young twenty-somethings uh, in the video that'll come up come out next week. NBA stars, you know, they've got their personal assistants and their <laughs> publicists and all the rest of it, and and that's who you have to go through, and it's a completely different uh, sporting media landscape over here. In Australia, Nathan Ryan has his own uh, unique uh, <laughs> tactics in order to network. Uh, I feel like sitting in a boardroom would just be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you know, you, the way you network with all the the people within the rugby league community, you're, you're on the, your phone ninety percent of the day, uh, which which is what you you've got to be. And and then once a year, it seems for the last few years, you'll uh you'll head off to to a club headquarters for a preseason training day uh join in with the boys be one of the boys to get to get the scoops 
uh, and this year it was Newcastle. Uh, talk us through that experience and for everyone listening, of course, head to the Fox Sports website for that story and for the uh, three and a half minute uh, cracking video that the digital video team have put together on it. Yeah, they did a really good job with the video. Uh, you boys know there's only so many coffees and, and meals that you can have with somebody every <laughs> every now and then you've, you've got to mix it up with this job. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's become a, an annual event, picking a team and, and jumping in for, for a session. It started with the Cronulla Sharks in the year that they uh, were leading up to the year that they won the Premiership. Yeah. That opened the door for the Parramatta Eels and, and now the Newcastle Knights. So the Parramatta Eels uh, went, skyrocketed up the ladder board, uh, up the ladder the, the year that you went out there for pre-season training. Not, not saying that I'm a good luck charm, but I'm, I'm kind not, of a good yes luck charm. Are. Yes, you are. <laughs> definitely I've, are. Got a, I've got a Premiership under my belt. I've, I've got a... <laughs> A top four finish and, and hopefully uh, another big year. With, and, yeah, with Newcastle, Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle have a blank canvas of improvement. Well, so. they've, they've kind of been the, the story of the off-season. You know, so much recruitment, some some big-name signings, um, notably Mitchell Pearce. And it, it worked out really well that Mitchell's first full week of training was the day that, that I was there. Originally, we were meant to do it two weeks earlier. Mm. Um, and as, as fate would have it, we, we actually drove up to Newcastle ready to train. And um, and there was a breakdown in communication between the coaching staff uh, so that they were on a recovery day the day that I was there. <laughs> so I was like, look, really sorry to do this, but why don't you come back in a week or so when we've actually got a, a hard day? Otherwise, the video is going to be really lame. And um, I wasn't too happy, and uh, and the the crew that we we took with us weren't too happy. But uh, I think that in hindsight, it it worked out for the best. The yeah. universe has a funny yeah. way of of working itself out. So we we couldn't have done a preseason video without Mitchell Pierce involved. Um, and, yeah, if it was yeah, at Newcastle, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're lucky the way that it that it turned out. So two two trips to the Knights, but um, I'm pretty happy with the end product. So can, so, I, can I ask, how does how does that work with you picking that team? Um, so did you know, obviously you know in advance that Newcastle's a story, mm-hmm. you know, in the off-season heading into the, the actual season. Is that something that you had in the back of your mind or did they, or did you approach a lot of clubs and kind of see what you could get? I've, I've actually been trying to get to Newcastle for the last two years. Okay. So my, my original pitch when I did Cronulla was to go to Newcastle. Nathan Brown was just taking over as coach. So I thought that in itself would be a, a really good story, you know, this first-time coach. And um, that was shot down pretty quick, and I, and I understand, you know, Newcastle had a long way to go. Mm. And then I was speaking to Parramatta and uh, two other clubs last year, Newcastle being one of them, um, and, and Parramatta were pretty keen based on the year that they'd had with some really negative media. They, they thought that this piece could really um, shine a, a positive light on the club. So um, I was I was keen in, in that respect, but I was also keen on, on Newcastle because, again, they're a club that was, was building and a lot of young kids. And the, the discussion that I had with their coach was, look, I don't think they're, they're ready this year. We've still got a lot of, of learning to do. Next year is probably more realistic. So I mm-hmm. went and did Parramatta. And then we revisited again. Um, mm-hmm. s- spoke to a, a couple of clubs. I, I was very close to going up to the Titans with, with Garth Brennan yeah. his first year. Um, the the big sell for me with going to the Titans would have been Jared Hayne. Is he a lazy trainer? I wanted to train <laughs> with Jared. So yeah. once, once it looked like he was going to Parramatta, I obviously couldn't go back to Parramatta. That would be overkill. Um, so the, the Titans... Um, 
they they probably fell by the wayside a little bit there and, and Newcastle looked like a, a really good opportunity and then when there was talk of, of Mitchell Pearce and I just think that they, they had so much upside, you know, Callum Ponga being the, the new recruit, um, you know, Nathan Brown now having a few years under his belt, everything sort of fell into place. So I don't know if I'll I'll do a team next year. I, yeah. It's, I know you want Melbourne because I, well, I, I know you. I do you, want Melbourne. We, we've spoken yeah, about how that would yeah. be good. You told yeah. I think it was you that told me that their you know training sessions are kind of mythical. Well, yeah. I thought I, I thought I had Melbourne. I was I was in the the dressing sheds after the grand final win. I was I was chatting to a few of their um, strength and conditioning coaches and, and their general manager, and um, it, I, I thought it was signed, sealed, and delivered. And then as we got closer to the preseason, um, Craig Bellamy, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> knocked it on, on its head. Yeah, and he, and he had a really good reason for, for doing so, and I, and I understand. Um, it's a shame that we couldn't work a way out to do some form of, of training with them. I don't think that chapter's entirely closed. I'll be, yeah. I'll be chasing that up next year, but... Um, yeah, they're just getting harder. Like these blokes are getting fitter, <laughs> stronger, faster, younger. Uh, in hindsight, I probably should have dropped a few kilos before <laughs> I went out there. I was, I was enjoying the uh, the off season a little bit too much. We had our Christmas party for Fox Sports uh, a couple of days before that. Uh, so in hindsight, I probably should have taken that a little bit easy. But you know, YOLO, whatever. <laughs> can I ask a question? Like seriously, you, you guys, you guys, you go are ahead. Just chatting. Well, like, go podcast, ahead, Phil. So just, you know, nah, and Phil, and, and you it? just Phil? you just answered my next question. <laughs> are these sessions getting easier? Nah. Uh, clearly not. I mean, yeah, you're g- getting older, maybe. And yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a it's a combination of things. Um, not getting any younger. Not getting any any fitter. Like I'm. I'm I'm just happy if I can last half hour on mm. um, you know, a game of touch footy after work. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so this was like a fitness session, a wrestling session, which mm. I noticed you got absolutely schooled by second row Lachlan, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Yeah, uh, wrestling's and, hard too. And then, and then oh, a trip to the gym once yeah. you're completely gassed already. The thing was, is that we in no matter what what we do in terms of our fitness, we're not running for 114 minutes. Which is which is what the total running time of the session that they had a GPS attached to me, and I don't think I mentioned that in in my article, but uh, we were on the field for two hours mm-hmm. and ran for 114 minutes. Wow! Of, of of those two hours, so that's that's a long time on the legs in different so, way, like suicides yeah, and explo- uh, laps, ex- and explosive runs. So there was sprint training. Um, there there was uh, in, interval type training yeah. where, where we had. You know, acceleration, deceleration, acceleration, um, that wrestle run. So wrestle straight to a run with these things called Malcolm's, which is where you're hitting certain parts of the field, dropping, dropping down your yeah. stomach. So you're essentially doing a burpee, then running, dropping down again, and then and then running back. So And I th- think anyone out there uh, in Australia that, uh, you know, can relate to in the backyard, few years, hmm. It's a good idea. A few beers, sorry, on your belt. It's a good idea to have a wrestle with yeah. one of your mates. It gets very tiring very quickly, especially when you're an athlete that has been training with you know jujitsu specialists, wrestling coaches. Yeah, um, it's it's incredibly difficult. I've I've got a bit of background in in wrestling. Um, if you follow me on social media, I don't think that's any. <laughs> any secret um and and there is some foundations with you know that mixed martial arts wrestling but mm. i'm 90 kilos uh 87 now i, get, I wish i was <laughs> i wish i was doing the preseason that now. Day. <laughs> um you know the, i'm on 510 90 kilos on that day wrestling a bloke who's six foot four 107 kilos 
there's you know just no no technique in the world was going to save me. I was try, trying. You're bigger little, than the average hooker, mind you. Yeah, pr- probably. Am. I, I wrestling wish, these guys forty times a, a game. If if I was wrestling with uh, a little half or or an outside back, it might have been a bit different. <laughs> but um, when you factor in the the size, uh, the weight, the height. Uh, he he dominated me. I almost had him there at one stage, and he said he said to me afterwards, "You oh, you almost had me. Like, I had his arm hooked, and he just completely dropped all of his weight weight down on me, just sandbagged me, and um and and I just I, I couldn't get him. So, um, you know, hats off to them. They're incredible athletes, but you know the, the average Joe that's watching this piece thinking, oh, you know, may, maybe I could just go and do twenty burpees tonight <laughs> b- before you you go to bed." And tell me, you know, how much you're you're puffing. Yeah, very. <laughs> and then and then put that into perspective of doing a wrestle and a run on top of that. It's just next next level. Excellent insight there from uh, Nath Ryan. Of course, uh, go and check out the video at the Fox Sports website. Uh, let's transition uh, back to basketball. But first, a couple of quick headlines. Uh, in tennis, down in Melbourne at the Australian Open, Angelique Kerber is the first player through to uh, the semi-finals already. She disp- dispatched of Madison uh, Keys in no time at all. First match-up on Rod Laver today. Uh, Rafael Nadal goes out of the Open swinging at tennis officials, questioning the schedule and the load given all the injuries to the top players. Uh, in cricket, calls for the introduction of DRS in the Big Bash League following a dud call that undid Sixers bat Nick Maddinson despite the Sixers' victory last night. I think it was their fourth straight against the Stars and in NBA trade rumours are plenty online scenarios and all the rest of it and issues uh, at San Antonio and Cleveland, two of the big fish in the NBA Um and Ben Simmons rejected from the All-Stars East lineup in his rookie season. It was going to be a hell of an accomplishment if he managed to get over the line. Olgan, uh, it was his coach uh, that... It was the... Sorry, the East All-Stars coach that had the final say on what he, the bench would look like. No, uh, no. So, I'll correct you very quickly. It's the, yep. the coaches from around the league voted oh, right, on right, the right. reserves okay. for, yep. the, for the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben Simmons obviously did not make that cut. Yeah, so uh, disappointing, of course. Was it what you expected in the end, or uh, yeah? It, it, look, it was what what I expected. You know, Ben finished third in the the fan vote. He ultimately finished fourth in the overall voting for the the starters. Um, but it was always unlikely that he he was going to get the head coach's vote, just because there were a lot of deserving players above him, and also he's a rookie. So yeah. head coaches are, are more likely to vote for deserving players who are also veterans because there is the understanding that Ben Simmons will probably be an all-star for the next 10 to 15 years anyway. Yeah. Um, so he you know, he you know, didn't need to be in this game. It's just like if you're good enough, you're old enough is the old cliche and Blake Griffin was the last rookie to Correct. do this, I believe. So it would have been awesome to have one of our own uh, you know, uh, project themselves into a steamed company. Totally. And... Ben would have also been the first Australian to have made the All-Star game if we're not counting Kyrie Irving, which we don't do on this website. Um, <laughs> not when he talks about the earth being flat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can't be Australian when he says those things. Um, but yeah, he would, he would have been that. And this was the kind of situation where he didn't make it. I was, I was fortunate to be told the news about an hour before the actual announcement was made. I heard it from people around his camp. Um, when, he didn't make, when we got news that he didn't make it, it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That's fair. 
But if he did make it, it also would have been like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, a, that is a yeah. deserving spot. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not a, a shock either way, in he my will, opinion. He will play a part in the weekend, though, I understand, part of the Rising Stars team. So he's he's a rookie, so he'll be in that Rising Stars challenge. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how it works this year. I, I assume it's still internationals versus uh, Americans, so he'd okay. obviously be in the international team. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, I've also been told that he won't even consider being in the skills, con- skills challenge or the dunk contest, which he, he could have probably competed in both uh, but he yeah. he decided early on he decided a few weeks ago that that's not something he would have been interested in doing yeah fair enough um, and Philadelphia the 76ers tomorrow Australian time so Thursday morning um, the 76ers have an Australian night so essentially uh, Australia appreciation night uh, some of the franchises do this once a year if they have Australian players on their roster uh, and of course the 76ers have Jonah Bolden as well, who they took with pick 36 last year. Is that part of it as well? Or is this just uh, thank you, Ben Simmons night, essentially? Yeah, Jonah's not a part of this, which I found a little yeah. bit surprising. I, I assume they'll do a similar thing next year. but He's over in Europe playing this year, right? He's over in Israel. He's with Maccabi Tel Aviv. He's playing really well for them too. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a Ben Simmons appreciation night and also Brett Brown appreciation night because Brett Brown obviously yeah, has roots in Australia. He... Um, obviously coached the Australian national team. Uh, so it's an appreciation of those two. The 4 and 20 pies will be uh, you know, available as they are every game, which is... You've got me. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it'll be cool. There's a spider exhibit, apparently, that'll be going okay. on at in Philadelphia, which, as, you that, do. No, as yeah. us Australians know, that is it's, a staple of our childhood, yeah. spiders. As someone that uh, lives and dates a, an international person, <laughs> uh, we really have no idea what the rest of the world think about our country in terms of spiders. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it, that is the first thing that everyone thinks about. Like, Actually? just deadly spiders. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dead set. When I was living in the States, the, the one question that I always would get asked was, are kangaroos hopping around on your roads? Yep. It yeah. so much the yeah. spider question. I think that yeah, one's... It's, it's, I, I think the world's kind of woken up to that one. I would... They're slowly I'm figuring that out. Not in Orlando, Florida, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I, I'm not surprised by the, the spider factor. Yeah, uh, and Dane Swan is an AFL player who exists, who is apparently going to be over there, and he's going to teach an ESPN reporter how to eat a meat pie. Because the first, Darren Ravel is a business reporter at ESPN, and the first time he tried a 4 and 20 pie, he used a knife and fork. And he was <laughs> he was shamed by, the, by Australia. Not against that. I'm not against it either. I don't. I don't see the, the issue with it, but some people did. So we're going to have an AFL star head over so, and source teach him. Or no, it. no source. Where do you, where do you stand on on a? Pie? I just hope they make um, it nice and floppy for him because <laughs> that, that's going to make it challenging. Just and keep it in that plastic mess, for a little bit yeah. longer. As mess. an Australian growing up, you need yeah. to skill yourself in knowing how to eat different uh, scraping the mints kinds off your pants of pies when you've, you've just <laughs> had a mishap. No, I'm a I'm a sauce person. I I do sauce. Yes. Yeah, do people sure. not do sauce? Uh, it depends on, on the mood and the pie. If it's just a meat pie, I'm all about the sauce. If it's something a little bit more fancy, I'll, yeah. I'll go no sauce. Can that be the name of this podcast? It's, a a, it's about the pie. It's about the mood and the pie. It's a saucy podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Phil. It is now. Thanks, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and finally, so in this game tomorrow, Philadelphia have the Bulls. Yes. Um, where, where are the 76ers playoff hopes uh, right now and, and moving forward? So they, they remain a fringe playoff team. Right now they're around the eighth seed. They're, they're 22 and 21 on the season. Um, it's 
they've blown a lot of easy games. Mm. A lot of games that they should have won, they've blown a lot of big leads. So when you see when you look at them, you think they're definitely a playoff team. On paper, they're a playoff team. Um, it just it'll all come down to whether they can grow up in the remainder of the season. If they yeah. can, then they could probably make the first round. I don't see them getting out of the first round. And if, if it's, Joel Embiid stays fit. <laughs> exactly. It'll come down to that as well. If Joel can can stay fit and if Ben Simmons can become aggressive again, he kind of dropped off in December. Um, yeah, if those two things happen and JJ Reddick comes back healthy and if they can get Mark Fultz to come back and do anything, uh, then I, I think they can scrape into that eighth or maybe even seventh seed in the East because the East is mm. kind of falling apart. The Bucks are dropping a little bit. Um, and so, you know, it's it's wide open at the end of that yeah. that. Uh, playoff race and they'd likely go to either Boston or Toronto you would think and and just at, at the very least gain a little bit of valuable playoff experience for sure you know we'll I, I made a prediction earlier um, that if the Sixers made the playoffs Ben Simmons would average a triple double just Ooh. just because he would play one round of the playoffs and now that's could, pro- could probably thanks for <laughs> could probably could probably dominate to the point where he can do that over four or five games hmm. um but yeah, getting a young team like that, someone like Ben, who this is his first actual season in the NBA, and Joel, and even Marco Fultz, if he's not playing, just watching, mm. the playoff experience for that team would do them kind of the world of, of good. Yeah, for sure. Well, what a podcast, boys. Action-packed. My Beauty. goodness. Yeah. Who would have thought you could get a, a basketball and a rugby league uh, journo in the room at the same time, and, and it would just flow so naturally because I know nothing about rugby well not nothing I know who some players are mm. um, for those listening it's a running joke through the news has Amel Masri how, how little Hogan <laughs> <Paul laughs> cares about other sports uh, <laughs> that's why probably why he's good at his job you know you, you, have, you have tunnel vision uh, I'm, I'm not the most knowledgeable person on basketball but I'm you can keep... live blog uh, the Royal Rumble. That's it, exactly. <laughs> all over the wrestling. I, I, I sort of stay across what the Orlando Magic are, are doing, and yeah, okay. that's that's as far as I get. And because they're hardly ever on TV, it's normally just little YouTube highlights of yep. uh, of their games, which don't normally end too well. Yeah, I, I don't think they've been on ESPN once this yeah. year. The Magic. <laughs> at least, at least we know if uh, if we want to get in the room together again, all we got to do is talk about meat pies, and we'll be fine. There we go. The conversation <laughs> and put together more great video content for the Fox Sports website. Exactly. Of course, well, it was me this week and Olgan next week. So uh, stay tuned. The fans are blessed. Those out there, Nathan Ryan. Thanks for joining the Splash, and Olgan. Ulich, thank you for joining the Splash. Thank you. Gordon Tallis is another. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, and thanks to everyone out there for subscribing and uh, listening, of course, to the Splash. Until next time, that's a wrap. Sunny Bill Williams.